Hi guys, Rob here, podcast editor for EveryMind. This week marks the start of a new series, the EveryMind Q&A, where your questions are answered. If you have a great question, please send us an email or DM with the subject EveryMind Q&A. If you think EveryMind at Work could help your business, then head over to everymindatwork.com. If you found this episode valuable, don't forget to share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. And as ever, enjoy the show. So welcome to today's Q&A video where I'm going to be answering a couple of questions looking at workplace mental health. If you're a HR professional, a business leader or just someone that's generally interested in workplace mental health, then hopefully this video is going to be beneficial for you. I'm Paul, the founder of everymindatwork.com. I apologize for the hoodie today. Um, Just couldn't be bothered to put a shirt on really. Just been working home for nearly a year now and this seems to be the the normal outfit that I've been sort of you know rocking during these these difficult times but I wanted to kind of just jump on hit record on the camera and answer some of these questions that I've got here in front of me the coffee is ready I've got a nice black coffee and I want to jump straight in so the first question that I've got is do you think that mental health will become more of a priority for companies due to the current situation So the work that we're doing at Every Mind at Work is really working with organizations to try and provide them with a proactive strategy when it comes to mental health. And we do that in a couple of ways. Firstly, through our app that we obviously give to the business and their employees. So accessible support for them, but at the same time by providing them with data and insights and also strategy. And and really when we're doing that work, we're always focused on that proactive approach. And We've definitely seen a rise. We've seen a rise in companies interested in what we're offering. We've seen a rise in it becoming a priority as well. You know, for 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 years I've been sort of doing talks in companies and it hasn't been a priority. It's almost been a nice to have, you know, oh it's World Mental Health Day, we'll do a talk, or it's oh it's Mental Health Awareness Week, we'll do some sessions. It's been a nice to have, but now it's become a priority. We need something now because our employees are struggling. We need something now because everyone's working remote and we don't really know how to support them. So it's definitely become more of a priority due to the current situation, the pandemic. And sadly, I believe it's become a priority because of just how people are struggling. You know, lockdown free right now as I record this is exhausting. I'm exhausted i'm tired i'm done i you know i'm very fortunate that i have work still and i've got family and my health is you know all okay and i'm grateful for those things but equally i know there are so many other people out there struggling so yeah it's a difficult situation now but it's definitely become a priority for companies which is good to see the second question with the clients that you're working with what mistakes do you see businesses make with mental health the biggest mistakes. Now, typically this isn't our clients, right? Our clients are doing great stuff. You know, they've decided to partner with us, of course. Um, But typically, you know, we will talk to a lot of companies and also, you know, they'll be quite honest. Oh, we tried this and it didn't really work. Or we've been spending money here or we've been doing this or we forgot to do this and this happened, you know? And, And I don't think that's a problem. You know, how long have we brushed mental health under the carpet? the office floors, brushing it under the office floors. Um, And I think we need to be open and vulnerable and honest and say we tried and we we didn't do a good enough job and and now we've learned from that and we need to do something different. So I don't think mistakes are sort of saying that we've done something wrong. You know, mistakes are us learning from what we've tried. And, And equally, you know, it's a positive that we've tried something in the past. So there's going to be loads of mistakes. You know, there's such a lack of research and understanding still when it comes to mental health. But we need to try and we need to learn from those mistakes as well. But some of the biggest mistakes, some of the biggest mistakes typically look around a reactive approach. Now, we talk a lot about this. I've actually got this here in front of me. 
I sometimes share this in, in the workshops that I do. This was an original drawing that I did. Hopefully you can see this. An original drawing that I did on the way home from London once. I, I did a talk in Lloyd's TSB, the organization, and I came home, I was driving home and I'm um, sorry, on the train and there was, I was writing this down and I was just kind of looking at a different way of approaching it. And the reason why I came up with this is because companies was taking this very reactive approach. So what I mean by that was the biggest mistake that I saw companies make was this reactive approach, which essentially put is we have an employee assistance program, call this number if you're in crisis. We have mental health first aiders now. If you are in crisis, go and speak to a mental health first aider. And it was almost like, we don't have a mental health problem. We don't need to talk about it. No one's talking about it, but the few people that struggle are in that crisis point in rock bottom, we have a number that they can call if they need it. And you know, we've treated mental health in that reactive way for so long. You know, I talk a lot about my, my own story of, um, you know, losing my dad to suicide. And it was a suicide that was unexpected. You know, my dad was a hardworking engineer and my dad only got help when he was in that crisis point. You know, I was then there sort of three years later struggling to deal with what I went through with my dad. And there I was in crisis point before I seeked help. And, and I think, you know, we almost just react when we're in that rock bottom, that crisis point. But as an organization, we need to start looking at how do we prevent crises from happening? So this kind of diagram, and we talk about our three P's approach, you know, the three pillars that we use. If you wanna find out more about that, then there should be a link around here somewhere I'll just go to everymindatwork.com, um, inquire, and we'll jump on a call and we'll go through these three P's specific to your business. But the three P's are really looking at sort of promote, provide, protect. And as you can probably not see on the camera, this is like a funnel. You know, you've got maybe a thousand employees within your organization. A thousand of them, if they're in the promote stage, which is very much around creating that sort of safe working environment, awareness raising, eradicating that stigma, you've got a thousand people that you can reach within the business. Now, of course, having that sort of promote stage and those interventions within there may encourage employees to start talking about their mental health and start reaching out to support others within the business as well. Then the second sort of the second sort of pillar and also the second part of this funnel is then the provide stage, the proactive strategies. As an organization, organization, you can only do so much to help your employees. So let's provide them with the tools that they might need to manage their own mental health themselves. Provide them with those tools, those workshops, that training, that you know, learning and development sort of interventions that you have within the business, resilience training, whatever it is. Give them the tools that they have to be able to manage their own mental health themselves. And you as a business can provide them with those tools as well. And then the final stage is to protect. You know, if there are employees within that crisis point, then as a business, you still need to be confident to be able to support them. You know, there's no denying that there will still be people within that crisis point because mental health is of course so complex. And at the same time, you know, outside of work, there could be stuff that's going on that isn't in your control as a business. So when you're looking at these kind of this funnel, you know, you've got a thousand employees here. If we ignore these two stages and we go straight to protect, how many employees are going to be falling through there? So what we're doing with this proactive strategy is putting barriers in the the way. Put as many barriers in the way as possible to try and eliminate how many people obviously fall through to this reactive crisis stage. So the biggest mistake is that, you know, don't take a reactive approach. Start looking at prevention. Start looking at proactive strategies. Don't just ignore it until an issue happens because 
from personal experience, if you ignore it until an issue happens, it is extremely dangerous. You know, suicide is, is one of the biggest threats to the majority of your employees within your business. You know, suicide's the biggest killer of men under 45, suicide's the biggest killer of young people, the suicide rates amongst young women are increasing, you know, especially during these difficult times, the suicide rates after the last recession were sort of heightened. You know, we're looking at this, this isn't a minority, this is a majority. So let's not take a reactive approach, let's take a proactive one. The next question, if our managers aren't embracing mental health or willing to talk about it, what can we do? Educate them. Education. Um, you know, again, I t when I talk about my own journey, I talk about for the first 18 years of my life, mental illness was here and me and my family were here. What I mean by that was my perception of mental illness and then mental health was straight jackets, padded cells, people that had personalities that didn't kind of align or match what my dad, my brother, my mum, my friends and me look like, so I never worried about it. You know, if I say to you the word mental health, what's the first word that you associate with that? Mental health. Typically the first association with the word mental health is very firstly negative, but then secondly it's just mental illness. You know, we'll typically go to depression, anxiety, stress, will go to mental illness. So when I'm trying to deal with managers who aren't willing to talk about it, maybe of their of a different generation, they've had different education around it, different understanding of it, and I say, we need to talk about mental health, boom, they naturally just default to mental illness and they say, I don't want to talk about that. Now again, if we just remove the word health from mental health and I say to you the word mental, what's the first word that comes to your mind when I say the word mental? You know, for a lot of people, whenever I do these sessions, it's crazy, it's psycho, it's mad. So for these guys and managers and people that just don't want to talk about it, maybe because it's generational, maybe because, you know, it's cultural, maybe it's because they're not educated on it. If we're trying to talk about mental health, they're going to say, I don't want to talk about that. That's that kind of stuff over there. You know, I've got no relation to that at all. I'm just going to avoid that. So really it's education. Let's educate them. Let's give them a different perspective of it. You know, I've now got a different perspective of it. You know, mental health is something that we all have. We all deal with emotions. We all have to face adversity. We've all got our own stories. We all have to build our own resilience. And, and really that's what mental health is. You know, it's a one in one problem. So when we share vulnerably, when we educate people on the importance of mental health, then they start to see it in a different way then they start to see it in more of a human way rather than a kind of psychology way, you know, a, a almost science way, a human way. You know, this is something that they can relate to. You have to make them relate to it because at the moment they're not. They're just fixating on mental health is this, mental illness, this perception that I've got, I don't want to touch that. We have to make them have that human connection with it and understand that it's something that they've got and they need to prioritize, they need to sort of understand and they should be able to just have compassionate conversations with their team. So definitely when it comes to management, a lot of what we do is sort of resilience training for managers and also sort of, you know, giving managers the tools and the understanding to firstly manage their own mental health, but also sort of manage their teams as well. And, and it isn't rocket science, it's just sometimes having that compassionate ear and, and being okay with vulnerability as well. So yeah, definitely if you want to get your managers talking about it, education and training is really important for them as well. Then the final one is what are your five tips that you'd give to employers to improve mental health within the organization? So when it comes to that, I've got some notes on my phone that I wrote down because I saw this question and we're also doing a webinar on this which I wanted to kind of highlight. But the five tips that I wanted to talk about within the organization is number one, focus on the why and not the what. Focus on the why and not the what. What I mean by that is 
For too long when it comes to workplace mental health, we've focused on the what. What do you have within the business? Oh, we have an employee assistance program. Oh, we have mental health first aiders. Oh, we had someone come and do a talk on mental health awareness week. And then when you ask them why, uh, because we needed to, you know, and it's literally, there's no backing, there's no reasoning, there's no strategy behind the what. So what I'm trying to get at here is for too long we've focused on the products and the interventions rather than the strategy behind it. So again, when we're talking about our free P's approach, our sort of free pillars, that's looking at the overall strategy. What as a business are you doing within those free P's? And it's really, really important that you focus on strategy because, you know, specifically as we sort of move forward now and mental health is definitely sort of, you know, the awareness is increasing and more people are focusing on it. We need to start looking at the why, the strategy. So start building out a 12 month strategy, you know, a 24 month strategy for the business. And again, we can help you with that if you want us to. And then start thinking about what are we investing in within that strategy? Because how much have you spent on lunch and learns and an employee assistance program that no one uses and mental health first aiders and this comms and this and how much time have you wasted doing all of it? And then there's no strategy, there's no why behind it. So definitely, you know, the first sort of tip that I would give is focus on the why and not the what. The second tip that I would give, embrace vulnerability within the workplace. There's this whole saying that I remember I got told when I first went to my first office job at 18. Um, and I think they said, I can't remember what it was, but it's along the lines of, you've probably heard something like this, you know, leave that stuff at home. You know, don't bring your personal stuff into work. You leave that at home. When you're at work, you get your work face on and you get the work done. You know, we're almost trying to change that now. We're almost saying, bring your whole self to work. How long do we spend at work across our lives? You know, we're there potentially from nine to five, at least every single day for, you know, the next however many years. If you can't be yourself, if you're wearing that mask, do you know how draining and exhausting that is? If you're struggling with your mental health, it's tiring, but if you're struggling with your mental health, pretending that it's okay at work, outside of work, it's exhausting. So if we're doing that to our employees because we're telling them to leave that stuff at home, that exhaustion, how much do you think that impacts their productivity, their willingness to stay within your business, how valued they feel, you know, the fact that they probably just want a day off because they're exhausted or time off because of it. You know, let's not start looking at it as leave that stuff at home. Let's bring that stuff, bring your whole self to work. Let's take that mask off, let's embrace vulnerability. And I've seen some organizations do amazing work when senior leaders stand up and say, hey, this is my story. This is what I've been through. I struggle as well. And then all of a sudden people are like, wow, I now feel like I have permission in the business to talk about how I feel as well. So vulnerability, I don't know the psychology behind it, but every time I share my story, whether it's a construction company of 200 builders or an IT company of 40 employees, there will always be at least one person that shares, at least one person that shares. And you just see the shock and awe of all of the employees. They're, I didn't know that. I didn't know you had been through that. And then all of a sudden, then they start talking about it too, because now you've opened up those kind of, you know, that barrier that sort of exists around mental health as well. So embrace vulnerability. The third tip, empower every employee. Again, there's this real focus on this top-down approach. And if you're looking at strategy, yes, get senior managers trained. Yes, try and get people leading from the top sort of with vulnerability. That will encourage everyone else to kind of share as well. But let's not disempower all of the employees. So what I mean by that is if you're not in HR, if you're not a senior leader, if you haven't got the right to make a decision or budget, 
still, you should feel confident in your organization to say, I know that I can do stuff for mental health. I know that I can help others. So typically what we look at there is like, you know, champions. We have a free course called the Everymind Champion course, making employees champions, whether they work in admin or whether they work in finance or whether they're sort of a CEO, whatever it is, everyone has the ability to be able to share. And I think, you know, getting all employees involved in wellbeing forums or, you know, wellbeing groups, whatever it is, you know, let's not make this a senior management sort of, you know, senior level issue that only they get to dictate when you do something for mental health, let's empower everyone within the business to do so. And what that allows you to also do is when the comms for mental health is just coming from the business, from HR, it's very one dimensional and people are just going to kind of be oblivious to it. But if it's coming from HR, it's coming from the top, it's coming from the business, it's coming from Joe who works in finance and it's also coming from Jane who works in admin and it's coming from this person and this person and this person you can now start to see, you know, it starts to relieve that almost pressure and expectation off the business because we're empowering every employee to share. The fourth tip, invest. You know, there's lots of studies now that show that for every one pound spent on mental health, there's a sort of five pound return. You know, Deloitte have done studies, John Lewis have done studies. Also as well, there's a recent statistic that we kind of shared within our team that showed that recent um, reasons for absence, you know, as signed off by GPs on the NHS and top, you know, not just a tiny bit, top, huge top in terms of, you know, how many people are being signed off for this was mental health, you know, mental health reasons. So again, when we're looking at the cost of absences, we're looking at sort of productivity, we're looking at job retention, we're looking at, you know, attracting new talent because now we have more on offer. At the same time, you know, if we are looking at mitigating risk, you know, employee tribunals are going up because, I'm talking to my employer and they're not giving me any sort of support. I'm talking to my friend whose business is giving them loads of support. And I'm saying, hold on, I've got sort of a case here. You know, we need to kind of look at this as a sort of commercial opportunity as well. You know, it's the right thing to do. I do this because it's my own personal story. It's my own personal journey. But I'm sure if you're watching this, this person in your, there's people in your business that need this business case, this commercial case as well. There's loads there. There's numbers, there's reasons, there's sort of mitigating risk, there's loads. But you have to invest. Make this year the year that you invest in mental health. And it doesn't have to be monetary investment. It could be time. Invest in the right partners. Invest in time. Invest in doing more about it within your business this year. And then the fifth and final tip, and then we're going to wrap up this video, is focus on prevention. Again, when we were talking about the three pillars, the funnel, you know, the focus on reactive, we need to start moving into prevention. Let's start putting those barriers in place to try and provide that proactive support to our employees to stop them from getting into that crisis point. And of course, you know, there will be times we can have the most perfect mental health strategy, all of the most amazing interventions, a very open culture. And of course, some people will still be struggling, but that's okay. You know, it's mental health. We all have it. It's a, it's a, it's a huge issue that we all face if we are ever struggling with, you know, mental health challenges. So it's just doing as much as you can as a business and focusing on prevention. Don't just say we want an employee assistance program because that's us ticking a box. Let's start taking this seriously. And of course, if you do need any help with that, then you know we're helping hundreds of businesses at the moment on it um, for a variety of different ways, from training to the app, to data, to sort of strategy, to creating a 12-month roadmap of all of your comms for Mental Health Awareness Week, et cetera, et cetera, resilience training. Whatever you guys need, feel free to just go to everymanatwork.com, um, just inquire. 
um, when it says like what's your biggest challenge just let us know we'll book a call I'll jump on a call with you or one of my colleagues will and then we'll go through specific to your business and how we can help as well but hopefully this video gave you a bit more insight if you are listening to this on the podcast then don't forget to leave a rating and a review and of course if you're listening to this on YouTube or wherever just drop us a comment share some of your questions that you want me to answer um, and hopefully you enjoyed this format of video anyway signing out catch up soon